Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Good one. Good one there. Makes me a little melancholy, though. It's kind of, you know, singing about the end of summer. It's getting close. Well, it, it's, it's practically here if you're in our business, though I am uh, from Casa de Johnson at the Working Man's Beach this week. Working vacation. And uh, I think uh, half of the southeast is maybe down here, Ben. Light mouth cannons having a good time. I, I work that in today. Like I said, it's been a working day. It's work all morning. Got a couple hours this afternoon and enjoyed a stogie. And uh, now here on the air with you, it's my kind, kind of vacation. Of good, yeah, it's kind of a good life if you think about it. You know, even though it was a little rainy this afternoon, a rainy day at the beach is better than a a great day or a sunny day a lot of other places, right? That's true. Wiser words have never been spoken. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. Hey, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for being with us uh, here today. Thanks to Phil Steele for coming on yesterday. Uh, going to have a little pirate report action coming up for you here in a few minutes, so that's going to be uh, happening. In our uh, vast uh, series of Zoom and phone meetings today, I forgot to mention that, Ben, so uh, mark that on the list as uh, something we got to get going uh, here. <laughs> You'll start to hear those consistent reports uh, during the day later in the week uh, and throughout the season here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, got a Carolina Mudcats uh, giveaway for you. We had a, a winner that uh, was involved yesterday. We got tickets uh, set up for him, and uh, we're going to give uh, you a chance uh, going to break to win a couple of tickets. It's ECU night on Friday night at Five County Stadium in Zebulon. Uh, they'll be honoring the Pirates that night. It'll be kind of an ECU takeover event, and we've got a chance for you to win two tickets, so we've got that taken care of, and uh, you'll be able to uh, go and uh, get in, and if you're the first 800 to get through the gates, you will get a uh, – uh, it, it's pretty cool. You'll get uh, this ECU co-branded purple and gold Carolina Mudcats ECU hat. And uh, we had the one a couple years ago, and it was all right. But uh, this one's really sharp. Uh, we'll we'll get that back up on the social medias uh, for you, so you can take a look at it. But uh, you see all over it. It really does. Uh, it's it's a cool hat. So stand by to dial. Uh, I've got to see about getting ours delivered, Ben, uh, this week. I, I'll talk with the, my friends at the Mudcats this evening or tomorrow, and uh, get them set up. These are pulled. Uh, 
Well, they've already got our hats. I got one for you. I've got one for me. I've got one for the big hen, uh, Mark Miller over on 107.9. I appreciate uh, it. That's big. I, I love this hat. So speaking of the big hen, um, I'll be with him the next three days because as if you couldn't work enough on vacation, uh, I'll be with him the next three days on Talk of the Town from uh, Casa de Johnson at the Working Man's Beach. Uh, we'll be uh, beamed in to the uh, Talk of the Town studios in for, for Trent McGee who has uh, slapped down some hard-earned cash McGee on sports has uh, to go to the Outer Bank. So while the rain stinks uh, when you're at the beach, I mean, you know, it's, it's not what you want. But, hey, like we said, rainy day at the beach is better than nice days at a lot of other places. Uh, you know, I, I'm at Casa de Johnson, so I can kind of come and go. You know, I didn't slap down any cash for this puppy. Well, not you know, in the sense of a vacation rental, uh, slapping down any uh, cash. But uh, anyway, we're here. We're ready to go. We've got a lot going on today. Uh, not only will we be giving away those Mudcat tickets, uh, Jim Zoki is going to be joining us a little bit later on, live and in color. Uh, the Zokeman won Twitter today. Well, let's start with the first thing that happened uh, here. Also, we say hello to Ben Byram. I, we, we didn't appropriately introduce uh, the producer of this fine radio product. Uh, hey, Ben. Byram. There you go. I just Coach jumped Houston. out of my seat. Jeez. I did, too. When you played that, I jumped. Let's hear it again. This is uh, Coach Houston giving us a hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, training camp starts tomorrow. He's he's Ooh. hyped. He's ready to go. I'm glad you mentioned that. So not only will we have our uh, microphones there for the post uh, uh, press availability for the opening day of fall camp for the Pirates, but tomorrow is also going to be uh, ECU day or excuse me, the American Athletic Conference uh, Media Day. So we're going to have uh, Coach Houston comments from him tomorrow uh, for you from that. Holt Naylor's will be a part of it. They're going to be doing it remotely for ECU. Pirates are going to be uh, beamed in. It's not a, an event that's taking place in Texas this year, although uh, our guy Rini Angoli, a friend of the show, uh, was uh, putting out some photos of the uh, American Athletic Conference studios uh, that are uh, – in the uh, offices of the AAC. Well, everybody thinks they're, they're his friend now. He was our friend, our friend first. Yeah, who's claiming friendship with Rini? Because, I, I mean, I knew Rini back from Orlando. He and I did radio together down in, or in O-Town. I've seen some local local guys that, like, they're friends with them, buddy-buddy with them. But he's blowing them Rini's off on Twitter. He's blowing them off. He's our friend. Rini is a great guy, and uh, we love Rini. But, um, you know, uh I go back with her. This is like a personal relationship. Rini and I are, are buds. So just, you know, chill Tone it down. Everybody. There. Yeah. Tone yeah, it down. Simmer down. Uh, so, uh, but Rini was, is going to be part, I guess some coverage begins tonight. Is that right, Ben? And uh, like at seven o'clock or something with, uh, the American, they're going to do some pre season prognostication maybe. And then tomorrow's kind of the day long event with all the coaches and players and Mike Oresco. So that's kind of, and that's an ESPN plus situation. So you can watch all that beginning tonight uh, on ESPN plus, and then watch throughout the day tomorrow. I think the pirates and coach Houston and Holton Naylor's uh, and company come up at uh, around three, three, yeah, three, three, three 30 tomorrow. So uh, we'll have our uh, crew. We've got some fresh new uh, recruits on our uh, team this year. We've also got some new interns uh, that'll be working. And let me just say, I think our internship program, I mean, it's been dynamite the last few years. We've turned people out that actually go to work at places, you know, in the field. Shocker. I mean, that, that, that's a concept I've never even heard of before. Well, they learn, they learn here and they learn how to do things the right way. Yep. So 
that is part of it. And uh, we got our whole new batch of interns that will be involved, including a, a couple that will be in there with Ben tomorrow. And we'll bring you all of that audio. Uh, tomorrow, also going to work in a little convo with Joe Giglio tomorrow. But the big thing happening uh, is uh, our guy, uh, uh, Jim Zoki, uh, today. And then I, I think Zoke will start making his regular appearance in the next week or two. Uh, so that, of course, FanFest is this night, this weekend out in Charlotte. Is that correct? That's correct. Me and Philip, the ref. You and, are you be and out the ref, Philip Pilkington, par- two of the three stars of the. Uh, on the Prowl, Carolina Panthers podcast available at 943thegame.com. Casey will be there, too. Is he really? So all three of you guys will be out We there. plan on doing some vlogs, maybe doing a show out there. We got some things planned, some content okay. planned for the Good. website. Hashtag content for 943thegame.com. Of course, uh, IBX Media and 1037 WTIB, your home for uh, Carolina Panthers football in uh, what will be Mick Mixon's final season as the voice of the Panthers. But uh, Zoke coming up in a little bit. Uh, we got the tickets to give away for Mudcats Night, so stand by for that. And uh, speaking of the Panthers, big happenings today. Uh, this guy, eBay, who is a defensive back, uh, is it JT or TJ eBay, Ben? JT. Uh, JT eBay comes flying out of nowhere and, uh, and almost decapitated one of his teammates. And as a result of this, uh, they cut him. They released him today. Uh, this was probably a guy... He put the hit on Keith Kirkwood, if I'm not mistaken, right? Keith Kirkwood, you got it. And, I mean, like, they had to come out and get Kirk, like, cart him off the, the field, right? Off the practice field. Yep. Down in South Carolina. They had the meat wagon so, out there. I mean, that's – so, I mean, not only was the guy kicked out of practice, but he was promptly, within the, the, the half hour after that, waved. And he should have been. What is going on there? Who knows? And what stinks about it was Kirkwood was the guy they were praising out of training camp, and we've learned from this regime under the Matt Rowe era, if you're getting praised out of training camp and you're putting the reps in, you're looking pretty good, you're going to play, i.e. Mike Davis. I mean, Mike Davis was a perfect example of that. A guy that you would have thought was a fringe practice squad type guy ends up being, well, he ends up being our starter for other reasons, but he ends up getting a big contract elsewhere probably because of the great performance he had this past season and being able to get reps and go out there and start and even as a backup, when he was getting backup reps, he was getting a lot of reps and playing really well. So Kirkwood was a the guy they had high hopes for. By the way, uh, all early indications on Keith Kirkwood are positive. He took that hit to the head in practice from uh, JT eBay. And eBay, as we said, promptly away from the Panthers roster today. So that will open up another opportunity for somebody else in a, uh, in a position that always seems to haunt the Panthers. They need to have quality guys and quality depth in that secondary. Uh, we'll get the latest from Jim Zoki coming up and, on that. And it was confirmed yeah. that Kirkwood does have a concussion, so he's going to be sidelined oh, for a okay. little bit. Yep. But I mean, as far as nothing, neck pain, nothing, nothing like that. Right. No lower nothing body like injuries. That. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah. yeah, scary moments there today, but uh, it's good that Kirkwood is is okay. So here's the other uh, training camp story from today, and our guy Zoki probably had the tra- uh, the tweet of the day. He he won the internet, as the kids uh, sometimes like to uh, say. But there was a fight at, at Giants camp today. Is that right, Ben? That is, that is correct. They seem to have quite the issues going on this year in training camp. The New York football Giants had a brawl uh, today. And, you know, they're training camp fights. Those things happen. But this was among the team. This was not a case where it was a training camp kind of mono-on-mono scrimmage where you'll see a couple teams come together and, and scrimmage one another, right? I mean, this was a full-team brawl 
at Giants camp today. And guess who was involved in it? Some stars. Charlotte native. Duke alum Daniel Jones ended up at the bottom of the pile today in Giants training camp. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's not looking good. I can imagine Joe Judge isn't happy about that, and especially with a guy that's already his future in the NFL as a starter, especially with the Giants, is a little bit in question already. Him kind of getting involved in that, it's not looking too good for Daniel Jones. And there's the thing. This was the first day of padded practice. Yeah. This wasn't, you know, usually you see these tempers flare and fights happen in camp when you've been hitting on each other for a couple of weeks. You're ready to hit somebody else. You know, those tensions do rise. But there you got Daniel Jones pinned by a, a wild team-wide brawl to the bottom of the pile. So whether whatever you say about Daniel Jones' pro future or not, you don't want your starting quarterback exactly. pinned, to the, pinned to the turf. Well, That's to make, not a good look. To make matters worse, the guys that started the fight are probably – two of their best players and Evan Ingram and Logan Ryan, which you don't want to see that. You would presume those guys are supposed to be leaders and they're fighting at practice and causing a huge dog pile there. So not really looking too good leadership-wise. Fights in a a camp happen, but they usually happen in about two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Three weeks from now. They don't happen on day freaking one. I remember Cam Newton, Josh Norman a couple years ago. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's... It's the competitive alpha male nature, but I mean, it's also the, when the guys are beating on each other that that happens, not day one. It's it's described at Giants camp today, and I met, I imagine New York sports radio has lost its mind, uh, but it was described today as a Royal Rumble scene for Giants training camp today. <laughs> well, we know Daniel Jones did not survive. He did not make it. He was the number one pick and uh, did not survive. <laughs> Immediately eliminated. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. Uh, so that's what's happening there. Uh, the Kumar Rocker thing, and we'll get to our Pirate Report next segment. Again, stand by, uh, stand by as we go to break here in just a moment for your chance to win those Carolina Mudcats tickets uh, to uh, ECU night Friday at Five County Stadium. Uh, you you have a little insight of this. You're, you're uh, This fascinated me, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. You and I did off air. Uh, we also uh, have done a little bit of reading on it this morning since, but uh, apparently – the deal with Rocker is the Mets, as I understand it, Ben, and, and you're a Mets guy, so correct me if I'm wrong here. The Mets were ready to do some kind of deal. But yeah. Doctors for the organization, you know, felt like there's some elbow issue there with Kumar Rocker. Now, let's face it, really after the ECU game in the Super Regional, Kumar Rocker was not the guy. He wasn't rocking every- anybody. He wasn't rocking anybody. He got rocked in the decisive game of the College World Series, in fact. And it just didn't seem like something was right there. Would you agree with that? I completely agree with that. I think uh, that was kind of like the consensus among baseball fans, that Rocker's not looking too good. He's not looking like a lottery pick right now in the College World Series. So a lot of people were thinking, well, maybe you know he's looking to the future and that kind of thing. But then he started to fall on the night of the draft, that Sunday night. And, I mean, you're looking at a guy that was going to be a top – Two, three, worst case, top five pick. I was surprised Leiter got picked over him. I thought Leiter would have pick, got picked after Rocker. but No, Leiter yeah. had come on enough where there was some thinking that he was going to go ahead of Rocker during the course of the season, if I remember correctly. But they thought Rocker would be right there. Again, you know, top three, top five kind of guy. He fell out of the top ten. And Rocker's doctors were telling everybody that physically he was fine. The Mets doctors are, are saying otherwise. 
what I find most interesting in this is because this happens, this has happened throughout the course of, of baseball history in this sort of modern era. But what I do find really interesting here is Rocker is, you know, the Mets will get a compensatory pick. Rocker goes back into the 2022 draft pool, but he's not going back to Vanderbilt. I think that's an interesting story as to why he would not. We may not know the exact reason. I kind of understand not wanting to go back to college if you're already dealing with some arm issues, and he's going to work out on his own over the next year. That part of the story I find fascinating, and that makes me wonder what's going to happen to him in 2022. How do you build your stock? How do you increase your stock in any way if you're just working out on your own? You're obviously drafting somebody like Rocker because, let's face it, he's the, he's the best college pitcher of the last two years. Bar none. Oh, yeah, there's no and, doubt about it. There's not. It's not even a debate, in my it. opinion. He's the best pitcher in the College World Series when it's been played the last two times it's been played, even though he, he got shelled in his final outing and Mississippi State knocked off Vandy for the title and they chased him from the game in, in something like the fifth or sixth inning. So how much higher can he bring his stock? And I guess it's going to come down to how legitimate these arm issues are. So we'll see. Uh, anything to add to that, Ben? I think this could be a scenario where you look back and you're like, what happened to Kamar Rocker? This guy was a prodigy coming out of college. Because when you think about it, he's pondering playing overseas. And I don't I don't see how you kind of improve your stock playing overseas, especially with the well, last the last kind of moment and the last thing kind of performance we saw from Kamar Rocker was in the College World Series. And like you said before, it wasn't very impressive. So it's going to be interesting to see how he really improves his stock if he plays overseas or plays some kind of club ball or whatever the case may be. I'll say this. If he plays somewhere like Japan, uh, he'll have a chance to to prove that he is worthy of being a guy that can play in the big leagues still because um, that is a that's a pretty representative deal. I don't know where he's talking about going, but uh, I, I would just say wherever he goes, he certainly does need to get paid. It makes total sense not to go back to Vandy and not get paid. Or, or of course, you would think in the the day and age of name image likeness that is a guy in college baseball while an increasingly popular sport is not a money sport like football and basketball are sorry to break that to you but it's not and it's something that he would be one of the rare guys who could take advantage of the nil so i i, I think there's a lot of dynamics with this story that are quite interesting oh uh, that you would think to play if- out if he goes back to Vanderbilt, he's going to see an increased role because, I mean, the whole overseas thing or if he's playing club ball, it's going to be almost like a rehab assignment. They're going to kind of take it a little bit easier on him. If he goes to Vandy, he's going to be expected to be the number one guy. Like, he's going to be expected to be literally their rock. So I, that makes it makes sense to me in that aspect, not wanting that wanting to take, take on that role with Vanderbilt, especially if his no, I, elbow totally in, does. injuries. Totally does. But if he chose to, there are avenues for him to make money. That's true. With yep. the NIL. And he's one of the only guys in college baseball that could make money, big money. One of the few makes total, huge big names. Right, exactly. And it makes total sense why he's not going back. And if you're going to go somewhere, you want to go somewhere where you are going to be handled correctly medically, you can still face live bats in a competitive situation and get paid big money for it. No matter what he could make in the NIL, it would probably pale in comparison to what he could make overseas all right uh let's go to the uh, phone lines here caller five uh will be our winner we're giving away a pair of carolina mudcat uh, tickets to ecu night on friday 
Also, Ben's got some concert tickets uh, for you. Uh, Caller 5 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Our pirate report, comments from Coach Houston in just a bit on the PJ Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. We want more. Like, you really like it. We want more. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Cats on uh, Friday hosting EC United, Five County Stadium, 7 o'clock first pitch. There'll be fireworks after the game. First 800 fans through the gates get the co-branded ECU Carolina Mudcats purple and gold ball hat. It is uh, a pretty slick-looking lid. Uh, Jeff uh, Sintner in Greenville was our winner. Uh, ben, we got a couple uh, pair to give away uh, as well, uh, extra. So you want to – you want to? we'll do that during the uh, – Hit here if you want to call in. I'm feeling generous on my vacay. So, uh, yeah, well, Ben will take a call here during the next uh, segment or two. If you want to call in at, at your leisure in the next little bit, uh, we still have a couple of tickets to give away. So uh, we'll throw in some uh, concert tickets for you as well. I think we got Brett Young. I think we got uh, some Paisley tickets, uh, maybe the Rappin' Turtle. You can negotiate with Ben. Uh, but while we're going through our Pirate Report cuts here on this version today, uh, yeah, let's throw it out again, 252561 Four two six three two five two five six one game. Uh, just had uh, our winner with Jeff, but we wanted to give uh, other folks a chance. So uh, uh, line up, give us a call uh, as uh, we're in our pirate report mode here right now. Uh, Mike Houston uh, on Interbanks Media uh, late, late last week. Uh, we'll have fresh cuts from the coach tomorrow, but he did talk about uh, prepping for the happy happies uh, and how that is you know. uh, going and, uh, and getting ready to take on. Appalachian State uh, the Thursday before Labor Day weekend. You know, when you start looking at the calendar, you know, it's not long until we play app, you know, so we've got a lot to do between now and then. Um, so, you know, the, the preparation stuff is, you know, the, the, the staff manual, the player manuals on my desk and ready to go. The playbooks are, you know, in the offices ready to go. The fields are ready to be painted on Monday. So it's it's that time. Uh, and then uh, more on our pirate report here is uh, Coach Houston talking about uh, playing in an NFL stadium, Bank of America. I think it'll be an exciting, exciting stage. Our kids are excited about it. You know, we and we've played well in NFL stadiums. Uh, Mike Houston, uh, Appalachian State, ready to go to take on uh, the uh, Happy Appies is. Uh, Phil Steele told us yesterday he's got that as uh, right now a touchdown spread. Was that right, or was it three points, Ben? He did say that. Uh, he said touchdown spread. Yeah. yeah. Right now, a lot of the books have it as a double-digit deal, but uh, Phil Steele thinks it's a one-score game. And, and I tend to think as we get closer, you'll see that maybe narrow a little bit. Uh, I think the Pirates are going to be a pretty good play uh, going into the uh, week one of the college football season against App State there in that neutral setting. Uh during the course of the conversation, things did matriculate to talk of the transfer portal with Coach Houston. Uh, that has had a big imprint, uh, certainly, on uh, college athletics. It's something that the coach uh, told our guys, uh, the Big Hen and uh, McGee on sports, that the Pirates have been able to take advantage of. I think mean, it has a lot to do with the health of your program. You know, we didn't, we didn't necessarily lose anyone uh, that's going to play. We gained some guys that will play, 
but I think, you know, you're going to see some movement, you know, like that with rosters. I think that's, first of all, your boy, uh, your buddy, your pal, your, your social media friend. Uh Oh, who's this going to be? The, the guy that was the, uh, the Alabama kid who uh, came in. Oh yeah. My friend, yeah. Nigel, not Nigel, not and Nigel, um, uh, you know, a little, little shade on Nigel and the other guys who transferred out. We didn't lose anybody at the portal who's going to play. Uh, but, uh, look, I think that speaks well of what Coach Houston's building Greenville. People want to come play for a guy who's a winner, and people see this as a program on the rise, and, and a big part of it is because of the culture Mike Houston's built. Guys talk. Uh, all right, this is Coach Houston's final message uh, in that interview from uh, Talk of the Town to the Pirate Nation. Well, it, it's going to be an exciting group to watch this year. Uh, we have a great home slate. Uh, you know, I think that there's some very reasonably pa- priced packages. So there's, you know, no matter what your financial situation is, you can afford a ticket. So a uh, hundred bucks, I think for some of the upper level tickets. So, uh, you know, the more, the more pirates we have together, the better chance we have for success. So go out, buy a ticket and, uh, enjoy a great fall. Ben, uh, single game tickets. It was just announced to go on sale Wednesday. So, uh, get your season ticket. tickets. Season tickets past uh, the 12,000 mark and uh, single game tickets uh, on sale uh, for uh, for Thursday. Uh, go on sale Wednesday, so uh, make note of that. All right. Um, that is uh, today's Pirate Report. Uh, ben, you got, uh, you got a report ready for us? Everything else going on with a uh, Sports Flash update here? Plenty to talk uh, about. Plenty of training camp stuff. Lots of training camp, uh, some interesting stuff in the NBA, and uh, lots of things going on. More, you know, hot stove with the NBA, uh, which is kind of more interesting. The off season is, and sometimes the season is. Uh, so, uh, Ben Byron with an update, and then we'll uh, go out to Charlotte. Jim Zoki covering Panthers uh, camp will be uh, joining us on the program. Uh, all of that uh, after we uh, hear from Ben Byron on the PJ Show. Thanks, Patrick. We start from the NFL. Panthers training camp got a little ugly as safety JT eBay laid out what was described as an unnecessary hit on wide receiver Keith Kirkwood in his head and neck area. After being stretched off the field, Kirkwood has since returned to campus and has been confirmed to have a concussion. eBay has since been cut from the team. Giants training camp was just as heated as a fight involving Evan Ingram, Logan Ryan, and Corey Clement created a dog pile that pinned quarterback Daniel Jones down at the bottom of it. And of course, head coach Joe Judge is just livid over the situation. Colts All-Pro offensive lineman Quentin Nelson is joining Carson Wentz on the sideline with the same exact foot injury and will be out with a similar timeline with 5 to 12 weeks. Eagles rookie wide receiver Devontae Smith is set to miss 2 to 3 weeks with a spray to MCL. From the NBA, the LA Lakers agree to a one-year contract with Carmelo Anthony. The 76ers agree to a one-year deal with Andre Drummond. The Bulls are finalizing a sign-and-trade deal with DeMar DeRozan. And the Golden State Warriors gets a four-year extension done with Steph Curry worth $215 million. He's the first in NBA history to get two extensions worth more than $200 million in his career. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. We return Jim Soakey from the Panthers Radio Network after this quick timeout. This is Jim Zoki with the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I'll be talking the latest on the Panthers and around the NFL next on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. 
Every Monday during the football season, join me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina Panthers football and the latest from the NFL with Patrick Johnson right here on 94.3 The Game, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show right now. Uh, pretty impressive stuff there. Jim Zoki, who won the internet today, as far as I'm concerned. More on that in a moment. Uh, don't forget, and Jim, this is for you. I think you inspired this. Uh, first of all, how you doing? Good to talk to you. It's been a little bit. You know, Patrick, I'm well. I hope you and Ben are doing well. I'm excited that you used my promo. I, I, I would have tried harder and, and made it more <laughs> more scintillating than it was if I had not be aired as often as <laughs> We blew the dust off of it today and put the... Uh, Needle to the wax, so it sounded as good as the day it was recorded. Uh, our guy Ben Byram, by the way, and a couple of other uh, you know kind of IBX Media alums have started a podcast about the Panthers that we put on our website and all our other you know downloadable uh, podcast uh, platforms. Uh, the uh, it's on the Prowl. That's the name of their podcast. And as podcasts go, because by God, there's plenty of them. I like that name for a Panthers podcast. What, what say you on that, Jim? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a Panther theme feel to it, doesn't it? On the prowl? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty solid, I think. Is Ben, yeah. is ben so, kind of the, the brains behind the entire operation? Come on Benjamin? now, Jim. You, you think about it for a second. Think about what you just said. Brains behind the operation? Of what? course I am. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going to go with that for a minute. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> ben, you've created, or uh, Jim, you've created a monster. A little bit here. Hey, uh, you know, it, yes. this is where it all begins. This is the, the launch pad that uh, that becomes like the next great American podcaster from. I hope. I hope. Uh, as the kids say, Jim Zoki won the internet today. Uh, of course, uh, there was the uh, report we talked about earlier in the show, the, uh, the, the full-out brawl, the team-wide brawl that the Giants had today. And uh, apparently it was reported that Joe Judge had the team running 100-yard gassers and doing push-ups. Jim Zoki uh, tweets, uh, re- re- uh, retweets with the comment, Kelvin Benjamin got out just in time. That's great. That's pure <laughs> comedy right there. That's some major stuff. Feel that free is to some use good that. stuff. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, that, that was some funny stuff. Uh, the great Jim Zoki with us here today. Of course, that's kind of taken over as the big um, big story today uh, out of training camp. Uh, before that, it was this uh, uh, terrible uh, situation uh, involving uh, the, the guy eBay and the receiver uh, Kirkwood, and and uh, eBay was uh, promptly cut. From the team was J.T. Urbe. Uh, ben, or, or Jim, this looked like kind of a uh, – I mean, I've seen it on video now a couple times. It's kind of a tough, tough hit on, on Keith Kirkwood. I mean, obviously you'd have been, you know, fined or whatever in a, in a game, but, gosh, you just don't see anything like this, it seems like, in the preseason, or, or maybe we just don't have cameras everywhere when you see something like this. Yeah, it was like in the blink of an eye, right, that your, your career passes in front of your eyes and – eBay played at South Carolina. He was here as an undrafted free agent uh, trying to earn a spot, which is going to be a long shot, no doubt about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, his first day in padded practice mode, as opposed to just kind of more the, uh, the uh, clearly unpadded, but more like seven on seven, in some cases almost like a walkthrough kind of tempo. 
and now so everyone's a little amped up, right? They got the shoulder pads and the helmets and all that stuff going on. And I think you know he tried to make a name for himself out there and just kind of lost it and tried to play uh, tackle football, but in a dangerous way. It was a, a tough hit on a defenseless receiver, and Kirkwood was down for like 10, 12 minutes. They take him to the hospital. Turns out he's back on campus at Wofford. He's got a concussion. Uh, but uh, as you said, not just uh, discipline, but uh, released by the team 90 minutes. They kicked him off the field, and then 90 minutes later he's kicked off the team. Uh, so he sounds like he's a decent guy. He, he, he's very apologetic. Uh, I think he just kind of got, you know, they're playing a violent sport because he got caught up, but you do have to be smart and realize you're out there with your own teammates and you're not out there to injure somebody. I mean, it's not ballet, you're right, but uh, you, you got to be smart in uh, in these preseason settings and, and in these, uh, you know, inter-squad kind of practice uh, settings as well. Uh, our great friend Jim Zoki, Carolina Panthers Radio Network, is with us. By the way, but I, I forgot to mention, uh, Jim, Ben is going to be at FanFest this weekend, so uh, look out for him. That he and the other stars of the On the Prowl podcast uh, are going to be there doing uh, whatever it is they do. So just so you know, be on the lookout for those guys. All those stars. I mean, this is huge. This is like um, I, I can't even imagine what the entourage must look like. Are you chaperoning this in any way, kind of way Patrick? Not just no, Ben or uh, Jim, but hell no. I'm not. I am. Uh, I will have nothing to do with this. Uh, I, I'm actually. We're doing the show here. Uh, we're doing the show from the beach because this is my vacation week. It's a working vacation, uh, as oh, you know, Zark. And, and yeah, well, you know, the only That's time the wife could get off. To go. Well, it's been kind of fun, you know. It, 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 if you're going to work, you might as well be working from the beach. So that's kind of the the deal here. And I've got Ben back in the studio to fill in the blanks, so we're good. We're we're, we're good. Okay. But uh, I, you're I, good with I, it, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably uh, I probably couldn't handle all the excitement that those guys are going to have this weekend. So I'm you know I'm I'm not as young as I once was. Uh, we got Jim Zoki here. We're all over the board with him. Just to kind of finish up the Kirkwood thing, you said he's back on. Uh, uh, campus at Wofford uh, concussion is that that's kind of the word we're getting is is that right. what uh, the indications are so far oh yeah yeah he's back in the went to the hospital and ambulance uh, concussion so obviously he's got to go through the whole protocol so that'll be a while it's a guy who had a broken collarbone last year only caught one pass and uh, was a uh, college player of uh, coach rules at, at Temple so he's a guy that's got a history with uh, the coaching staff and knows them well so uh, unfortunately it's gonna be a little bit of a setback here for him, but uh, you know, it, obviously he's made a case for himself with what he's been able to do in the past, and hopefully be able to jump back in here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, what have been some of the themes you've seen uh, outside of the craziness today uh, that you've seen so far out of uh, out of camp? Yeah, I mean, it is really just kind of stepping up now as far as the intensity when you start having the padded practices. The first five were not. And so, obviously, the quarterback is going to get a lot of attention every throw in practice in these seven-on-seven drills uh, under a microscope. And, uh, you know, I, I was down there. Uh, I was actually there today. I was there yesterday. I'll be there tomorrow, so Monday, Wednesday. I'll be at Memphis Friday. Uh, I'll look for Ben. Uh, but uh, uh, today I was not there. But yesterday, <laughs> the defense was light years ahead of the offense in terms of what was going on to the point where Coach Rule was talking about it. Afterwards, it's not you know like something like he said. The quarterback was the least of his worries, is the the way he put it. But just overall, just a lot of guys jumping uh, the gun and getting false starts. Uh, you know, with the ball put on the ground with turnovers, those kind of things by the offense that you hate to see against your own defense in practice. But it did look like the defense was at that point anyway ahead of the offense in terms of uh, where they are at this moment. 
Yeah, the defensive line ball accounts, Jim, has, has been kind of uh, dominant. Brian Burns has uh, reportedly been been kind of the, the leader of that group and his play and, and uh, kind of that lead by example and I guess vocally to a degree, uh, that guy. Any other names defensively, particularly up front, that have, that have been impressive so far from what you've gathered? Well, you know, they expect Derek Brown to take a huge leap forward in his second year. I think same with Yichor Grossmatos, another draft pick from last year where these were guys that were drafted, obviously, Brown very high. But Yitor went through about four different things. He had a couple of injuries. He had COVID. Uh, he had a concussion. So he went through a lot of different things that set him back in his rookie year, including the fact that they didn't get to really have a real training camp and real offseason. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what Yitor out of Penn State does in his second year there. Uh, yesterday, I was down. I talked to Daquan Jones. He came over from Tennessee, defensive tackle, spent seven years there, coming off actually his best statistical season with the Titans from last year. And I think guys like that rotationally are going to help out you know, Derek Brown and guys on the edge like Brian Burns and so forth. I think we know Hassan Reddick will come in and provide that other edge kind of bookend uh, to Brian Burns. But you know, those guys in the middle doing their job, stopping the run, uh, taking up double teams, things like that, like Daquan Brown, I think are going to be huge as far as making his whole defense go. We got Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, on the uh, on the horn with us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show, talking a little Panthers training camp. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, maybe sluggish uh, practices out of the gates for Sam Darnold, but uh, by all accounts, uh, today was pretty sharp. Uh, and uh, Matt Rule seems to be pretty pleased with his decision making thus far. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of you know he's new. As uh, Matt Rule said last week. He's still trying to figure out how we meet. Uh, you know, just everything's new. He's coming over from the Jets after three years. He's got his third offensive coordinator in four years with Joe Brady here. So and you're you're learning and you're unlearning things. You're unlearning bad habits. You know, he knows he came in with a high interception rate, 39 picks in three seasons. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing where again he's got to go through his progressions, work on his footwork, and, and make smart, accurate throws and not turn the ball over. So. Again, we watched some of the stuff in practice. Did the receiver run the wrong route? I mean, did he really overthrow or overlead the receiver in certain cases? You know, we stand there. We don't know for sure because we don't know where the receiver was supposed to be exactly in that route. But uh, it'll be interesting next week when they get up to Indianapolis and have the uh, the two practice sessions with the Colts and get into that first preseason game. I think we'll all be excited to kind of see that next step in the progression beyond just out there, you know, you know flinging it in seven-on-seven drills, that kind of stuff. Obviously, uh, young along the offensive line, but uh, that's been an area that just has to get better and, and had to get better in the offseason. Uh, some young talent there, drafted, uh, have picked up also via undrafted free agency. Uh, how do you see uh, that, that position early on uh, settling, and where do you think ultimately it could settle? I think, yeah, the biggest question is what's the, what's the left tackle going to look like? It's uh... Cam Irving was the guy coming out of the spring drills, uh, but uh, it was, you know, Greg Little's going to have a lot to say about that. They drafted Brady Christensen out of BYU, and they said he's going to be more of a guy on the right side. But, again, nothing's written in stone. As uh, They said it's a very fluid situation on the offensive line. I think Taylor Moten will, will remain at right tackle. I think mm-hmm. they like to get him some reps at left tackle just to have that for emergency purposes. But I think Taylor Moten will stay on the right side. Paradis, the veteran guy at center. And they brought in Elf Line out of the Jets again. As a guard, he should be one of the starters in there. Uh, but uh, we'll see where Christensen ends up. It'll be interesting to see how the left tackle shakes out. I think that could be something where it's a, it's rotational. I don't think they're going to just have five guys, and these are five guys uh, as they remain healthy. I think it's going to be a, a situation where those guys are probably changing a lot early on. Panthers will fire it up in the preseason in Indy. 
in uh, less than two weeks. It'll be a uh, Sunday 1 o'clock game, and we'll have uh, that for you on 103.7 WTIB, our sister station, beginning at noon on that Sunday, and we'll have every Panthers broadcast for you throughout the year. I'm sure Ben, we've talked about Ben a lot here. Ben will have a, a question or two he probably wants to work in right now, Jim. My big question come out of training camp, besides the left tackles, you know, I, I love the harp on the left tackles, but the tight ends, there's no clear-cut starter. You got got Dan Arnold, you got Ian Thomas, and you got Tommy Trimble, a guy a lot of people are high on. Who's kind of really emerged in training camp so far, and who do you anticipate at this point being the starter week one? Yeah, I think, to me, um, it, it could very well be Dan Arnold coming in from the Saints. He seems to be you know, a veteran guy who's got a, a little bit more background and experience. You know, Ian Thomas has been here but he's yet to really kind of accelerate as far as showing what he can do. And um, this is really a critical time, I think. I feel like we say that every year in his young career. But Ian Thomas kind of had that golden opportunity. I don't know if it was just the coaching philosophy, just didn't really use him that much. But uh, the tight end position obviously was not used a ton uh, last year. But you know, Ian Thomas really didn't stand out even when the opportunity was given to him. So it will be interesting to me to think, I think probably Dan Arnold out of the gate. You know, Trumbull, I say, probably a little bit less just because he is a rookie uh, coming in out of Notre Dame. But obviously they like his potential. So I think it really will be a, yeah, they got running back by committee. I think it's going to be the tight end position by committee. Throw Colin Thompson in there, too, as a blocking guy, basically. Uh, but I, I think they like to do some double tight end sets more than they did in the past. And uh, you know, Arnold was solid in the red zone for New Orleans, so I think he could be a guy that could be counted upon. But yeah, I think Ian Thomas, with his athleticism, is a guy you'd like to see make that next step up. And Jim, kind of moving over to the other side of the ball, off the corners, you got Bouye coming in, you got Jackson. We know what Jackson is, of course, and you got Horn, another guy that just came in from the draft. Uh, when you kind of look at it, they're usually outside corners. They're used to being outside corners. Where do they? Who's going to be playing the nickel? Where does the nickel kind of fit into this with those three guys? I think Bouye. I think Bouye is the guy that's going to be counted on to be that guy right now. They also like um, you know, uh, Sam Franklin around a little bit, and they'll use him at safety, and they'll put him in, in at the slot as a nickel corner a little bit of times, too. Um, so I think you know, the outside corners will be Dante Jackson. And J.C. Horns looked terrific, by the way, and not just the couple of interceptions that I talked about. I mean, he is really an aggressive, physical guy, and I think he'll be he'll do well. I think he'll come out of the gate and be a good player. Paul Bouye is he's got that two-game suspension to begin the season. So it's going to have to be you know somebody else stepping up in that interim. So you could see you know somebody like say Kenny Robinson, Sam Franklin, who's really on the coaches' uh, trust. I think being the type of guys that'll fill in at that position. We like to watch or, or kind of uh, sense through the speakers, uh, Zoki squirm when we ask him questions. That's why we let Ben ask him questions. But I have one that's going to make you squirm here a little bit, possibly, uh, Jim. Okay. Uh, and that is, you know, a lot was made in certain uh, circles of uh, the uh, Twitter sphere about Sam Darnold's vaccination status. What is what is going on uh, with the team overall, COVID-wise? Have you gotten any kind of information on that? I know there's some, some issues. Ron Rivera was very vocal last week about his frustrations with the Washington football team as, as a guy who, you know, obviously had uh, uh, won about with cancer, thankfully. But uh, has that been bandied about publicly uh, any in, in any of these media sessions? Where's that right now? Yeah, no, the Panthers are on the good list. Uh, they came out a couple of weeks ago. They were among the top four in vaccination rate. And I've heard they're somewhere in the, probably the mid-90s percentile-wise. The only player that's come out publicly said he's not getting the vaccine is one of the new linebackers, Denzel Perryman. Uh, he said he just doesn't believe in it, that people can still get COVID and 
Um, you know, I know Coach Rule, every, I think it's a league, they're at 90% is a league. Uh, so as you mentioned, Ron Rivera and the, the, the Washington football team is, is among the teams that are struggling with that. Minnesota, another team struggling to get all the players vaccinated. But Carolina's in good standing with that. Uh, and uh, Darnold got vaccinated. McCaffrey got vaccinated. Those guys would have to be wearing masks for interviews if they weren't. So that's part of what they knew on kind of the first day of practice that they had gotten the vaccine. So, uh, yeah, as far as that goes, uh, that should at least help to eliminate uh, a lot of uh, what could be a huge factor. We saw it last year with a lot of teams, you know, t- games being you know moved around with the schedule and this that. This year the league should take a tougher stance on moving yeah. games around. So at least from that standpoint, the Panthers are in good shape. Will you guys be able to travel this year? Is that the plan? The radio crew, I mean. Well, that's yes, the plan right now. So we, you know, the first game is Indianapolis, and we'll travel to that first preseason game. And by the date of the schedule, we're actually home for four games in a row, two preseason games and the first two regular season games. So as we sit here today, yeah, we're traveling. But you know, how much can happen in five weeks? If I know. Yeah. The first game next week against Indianapolis, it's changing by the minute in terms of, like, masking back up indoors and things like that. So we will see. Uh, but the plan for now is uh, we are booked to go to Indianapolis and uh, we're moving forward. But uh, we'll see where the whole country is at that point, I guess. Uh, Zoke, I, my challenge for you and the guys from the On the Prowl podcast, uh, try to get a selfie done this weekend. That's my challenge. I don't know if you'll be down there mixing with the folk, but if you are, the guys will look you up. We'll try. I'm, I should be doing a show up in the, the broadcast uh, booth, the radio booth up there. As I, tried, the I tried, Ben. I tried. Bogey's too big time so for us. Down, we'll try to make this happen. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll try to get you guys connected. Uh, we'll, Jim, we'll we... the entourage that makes its way around <laughs> the stadium is Ben and his podcasters. Yeah. All right. So now, do we get you next week? So when do we need to pick up our, our Jim Zoki, uh, uh, you know, kind of weekly installment. I, I've been looking forward to it all summer. What works best for I you? I don't really here? run the radio station, Patrick, so it's not up to me. So uh, you guys get together. <laughs> you get, get together with Henry Hinton and whoever you have to talk to over there. And, right. And we'll, let's right. get a plan together. Oh, I mean, can you, can you want to start next week or do you want to wait till there's a first game? It's really that part of it's up to you. When do you want to come back on? I, Never would probably be I'm, the I'm answer. For, you know, all, 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 the, all the shows you do. Okay. Are you going to be... At the, you working from the beach for now on? Or are you going to come back in the studio? What's going on with you? God, I wish I could work from the beach from now on, Zoke. But uh, <laughs> I, we, we, uh, I'm either going to. I'll probably be in the studio certainly next week. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, scuttlebutt that I could still be here next Monday. But we'll, we'll see where we are at that point in, in things. That, all right. That's also that's well, a marital. We got our first uh, Panther talk next Monday. So first Panther talk. If you guys. You want to? We can start next week, or we can okay. wait until after the first. No, no. Pre-season. I'm I, gonna I leave think... it up to. You. I'm gonna leave it up to the powers that be. I'm not a decision maker. I'm a foot soldier. I understand. Uh, let's, uh, Ben. What do you say here? I, I vote we do this next Monday. We get Zoke on. Right? I say Zoki likes to talk to be baby, so I'm ready next week. See, you've oh, started yeah, a monster. I got a piece, Jim. You here. have started a monster, Jim. You have created a monster. All right. Um, so here uh, we'll, we'll have Zoke on next Monday in our uh, installment of uh, Jim Zoki being on with us during the uh, the season. All right, uh, Zoke. Good to talk to you. We appreciate it. You got it, Patrick. It feels like it feels like football season now that we're all back together. It does. It does. Little reunions got my juices. We had Phil still <laughs> yesterday. You today. I'm very excited. All right. Thanks a lot. You guys. See you guys. All right, our pal Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network. Love that guy. Uh, no, we love Zoke.
I, I really want you guys to try to get a, a, a group selfie with Zoke. I think that'd be a great kind of uh, cover photo for the slate to put over the podcast. That's I th- what I think. I think he's going to big Thomas. Well, you got his number. You guys work it out. You're going to be in Charlotte for crying out loud. It's not like you're in New York. I'll work on it. All right. It's, it's getting the telling. other guys under control, the ref and Casey. I mean, that's, that's quite a task there. It's like herding cats. All right. Uh, we'll be back to wrap things up on the other side of this timeout. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P Man here on 943The Game. American Virtual Media Day begins tonight on ESPN Plus, Rini and Golia and Company. And then tomorrow, uh, it'll be a day long bit of excitement with all the coaches. Uh, Coach Houston, Holton Aylers, Jaquan McMillan, 305 tomorrow on ESPN Plus, but we'll have comments post scrimmage, uh, post, post first practice, I should say, from Coach Houston tomorrow. We'll also have comments from the coach and the two players for you uh, from that media day avail tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson show. Thanks to Jim Zoki. Congrats to our Mudcat ticket winners. More of those to give away tomorrow. When we join you five o'clock, Patrick Johnson show, Joe Gillio will be with us. Join us then. Mm-hmm.